once again to uh, the uh, podcast created for, created by golf nerds for other golf nerds. Uh, it's called Swing Thoughts. Tim O'Connor is right there. Look at him. Good morning. Or whatever time it is for you. Whenever you download this show, Tim O'Connor is a mental performance coach at the Glen Abbey Golf Academy. Is also available for personal coaching. I've just been personally coached by him. Uh, I feel great. If you were very, <laughs> we solved all your issues. <laughs> That's right. Well, no, no, we got started, but I feel very uh, coached. I feel. Uh, I was I was in good hands as well. I feel good. I feel great actually. And you gave back to me. I oh, mean, it's a well, two way well, thing. Yes. That's what makes it work. Howard Glassman, um, golf spiritual leader. And let's get right to. By the way, the, sh- the show is still brought to you by TaylorMade. They all they got all kind of new uh, drivers and stuff, as well as Adidas. I'm wearing Adidas right now. Looking resplendent. I'm re- I'm representing. Um, let's get right to our uh, first guest, shall we? Because we got a lot of stuff to get through. Uh, he is uh, well. He's been on the program before. Let's. I think you know he's become one of the most well-known, notorious, well-respected, loved. He's loved. He's beloved. He is uh, notorious. One of uh, Revolution Golf's uh, instructors, as well, the uh, man behind uh, all those Tour Striker golf training aids. Uh, an old friend of the show, an old friend of mine. He and I have done a lot of research into. Uh, how fly movement can affect wrestling. It's a long story. We can't get into it now. Uh, say hi to Martin Chuck. <laughs> what an intro. That was awesome. Um, yeah. Notorious. I'm the OG Howard. That's right, there bro. Go. And Tim, good morning or good whatever day it is for you or time day exactly. Well, yeah. we appreciate it. Um, Martin's a real grown up these days. He's got a beautiful family. By the way, how's the kids? Uh, was it his wrist he broke? <laughs> that, was, that was a month and a half ago. Now it's his leg. It's he's skateboarding. When you're a psycho like him and dive into pools, yeah, things can happen. And he uh, he's doing fine though. Okay. But he's missing a hockey game because of, he's missing many hockey games because he's broken leg. But he's thanks for asking. He's doing great. Well, and I, and I don't want to get in. Martin, you've known Marty for a long time. Martin and I uh, were friends initially when he came back from New Mexico State uh, one summer in between. Uh, I guess uh, going to school and then he was going to turn pro and. Fast forward to a, a life spent around the game. Martin was always a fine player, obviously qualified for the Canadian Tour. But Martin always had an interesting had an interest in other people, which I think is why you're such a great instructor. And I, and I, I what is your? I want people to follow you on Instagram. What are you on Instagram at Tour Striker? At Tour Striker Golf. At Tour Striker Golf. Yeah. And the reason I say I would encourage people to check it out is because Martin's one of those people that affects golfers lives in such a positive manner not just through golf instruction but martin's got i think you've been successful if i may say because of the attitude um the attitude you have and and, like (laughs) it's true not all golf instructors are enthusiastic as you and you're a bit of a loon thank you i appreciate that no i you know what i'm the way you started the show off golf nerds for golf nerds we have to come together as a group of golf nerds. You know, the game itself can be punishing. Tim is trying to help the mental the mental demons as much as much as he can. I'm trying to help the technical things, and it, darn it, should be fun, Howard. You know what I mean? So, and and that's what it's all about. It's a it's a beautiful game. You get to whack it around at you know, awesome places and have fun with pals. And and it's nice when the ball sort of goes where you want it to. So, that's what we do. Silly game, right? Have fun doing it. Every once in a while, we catch it. <laughs> Most of the time, we don't. Well, right. I like what Marty said, though. You know, why is it that 
there isn't a, it, it takes a show like this where we t- want to talk about enjoying the game aside from what's your you know how how are you shallowing this shaft on your downswing but the reason it, it, it brings nerds together is because I think golfers and, I, and we've talked about this all of us think about golf in a way that other sporting other sportsmen don't you know the joke I always say is I've never seen a bowler on in an elevated an elevator <laughs> checking out their whatever you call that their their shot whereas golfers you get us in front of any mirror anywhere anytime and somebody <laughs> will put their hands together in a golf grip how's my shoulder right. turn how's oh, my shoulder sure. turn yeah. I, have you ever been caught by the way I've been caught by normal people <laughs> I've been caught by normal people always. like Looking at myself Always. in a department store window with my left arm over here, trying to see if that's the right. Yeah, no. The the reflection off the big screen TV in Costco. Look out! I'm doing. <laughs> Marty, I'm doing how, it. Yeah, Marty. How much uh, furniture or or drywall or lamps have you endangered in your house? Yeah, you know, I've had. Um, we, you've had many a golf ball lodged between. The, the paneling of, of rooms in various locations. I've lived across my seven states in the United States. And, uh, yeah, I'm getting quite good at it. My wife is now, now it's a, I've got a place where I can hit balls safely, but then, you know, we've, we've still dinged up a wall or two, but no, it's, it's nuts. If you just saw in college, college was funny because I didn't have a net set up in our little apartment, Brendan Little, which you knew, you know, Howard, and yep. I think you know him too. We took our couch. We we flipped our couch ninety degrees so that, and then we'd rip full five irons into the pillows and, and put a and put it like just a just a sheet down so that so you, if you hit it too high that was going to go through two walls into the neighbor's apartment. But we could rip them into the couch and they'd fall down there. So that was our practice. We'd get to thinking about our golf swing, turn the couch over a little bit and rip full, you know, hundred and you know. 200-yard five-irons into this couch four feet away from us. Well, here's the weird but, thing. is You did, you and Brendan, by the way, people who don't know, Brendan Little was Mike Weir's caddy for years, and a guy also used to hang around the National. And now, what's his nickname? Uh, Chuck? Butchie. Butchie. Butchie's Butchie, yeah. now uh, caddying for uh, Gary Woodland. Really? Yeah. 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 Wow. He's been. I saw him on. A, he was on his bag last uh, week when uh, Gary uh, got. Uh, well, Gary didn't lose that tournament. Oh, uh, yeah, someone shot. This. Someone shot ten under and beat him. By yeah. one, so was that a top Xander shot? Shoffley. Was that yeah. a top shot on thirteen, or was that a deliberate? Was that a bump driver? What on? on well, Xander Shoffley hit this sort of cool everyone little. It was a, everyone thought it was a top, and then the next day he said, "No, no, it was a bump driver." He was 40, trying to hit a forty percent driver or whatever. Yeah. Um, huh. Anyways, Martin, um, you were talking about hit, turning over the furniture in college. Uh, when we were, when Tim was here. We were taping some shows before Christmas, and I showed him uh, my one of my daughters when she's moved when she moved out. I turned her bedroom into a golf lab. I've got the mattress against the wall. I got a putting mat. I'm hitting balls. Yeah. There's there's literally ball sized <laughs> chunks out of the drywall where I hit a couple of high floppers. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what does a who does a grown man live here? No, there is, a, yeah, it's no, a golf nerd. Clearly. We're right back, full circle. But no, it's, get- a badge, it's a mark of honor. It really is. It's a mark of honor. <laughs> and in my opinion, the, you know, the the value of your property goes up. Yes, when people see that. That's they go, right. This 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 place has been loved, and people in within this dwelling <laughs> have a love for something. Therefore, I can charge more when I sell it. Here's That's the thing. What I think uh, about 14 months ago, I started seeing this woman that I love. Her name is Rachel. And when I first met her, she said, "Oh, you golf?" I said, "Yeah." She goes, well, "I think my brother golfs." And the story I always <laughs> no. tell, I said, <laughs> no. "I said no, he doesn't." She 
goes, oh, no, I think he does. I said, no, no. I, I, not like this. About three months later, I was getting fitted, tailor-made, and I was filled. I had that full body suit with all the diodes on, and I was getting a, right. a computer. And I send her a picture of me in the lab. I go, this is what golf is. Right. This is golf. You know what you could say to her? Do, do you think he does crack? Because you, you, you would know. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Well, it's the crack of sports. That's what it yeah, is. Exactly. So, Char- Charlie, Charlie Martin left the, the, the competitive golf world and has always been a fine, fine player. And then through his, you know, 30s and 40s now has become this... Well, I would say, you know, one of the, you're a top 100 teacher in the States. You're, a, you're an excellent teacher. You have a golf school, golf gadgets. So let's just take a little bit of time now and see if we can't, you know, maybe from your experience, because you teach all yeah. levels. Yeah. Um, what are some of the things people can do in the winter? And we can talk a little bit about, you know, training and golf swings. But this is a show about the mental side. Maybe you could talk to us to start with about what, what part of... The physical informs the mental, and what part the other way? What part of the mental informs the physical? You know, it's interesting. Like, just wrapped up a three-day camp yesterday, and every week I pretty much have a three-day camp, and I. So it's like a you know, it's it's a whole new ball game. Remember, bits and bites. You reach in, you grab them. You don't know what you're going to get. Well, every week when I have a golf camp, I don't know what I'm going to get. These lovely folks show up, and, and now I've been, it's my eighth season in Phoenix. So I've got a lot of returning people that come back to the school. So it's rarely a week goes by where I don't say, hey, great to see you again. And so every year we get these people come back for a golf school vacation that kind of tune up and so forth. But it fascinates me is that sometimes I get highly coachable people and sometimes the, like the, they won't let you in. And it's, they want to change, but they're so apprehensive to change. In the example, like I always start my school off with somebody sitting, we have breakfast first, we sit around, have a laugh. They kind of want to know a little bit about some of the history leading up to why I do what I do. And so I tell some stories and and then I ask them to do, you know, pull out a notebook I give them, write their name on the top, write their best score ever, write three things that they want to walk away with that they can hold on to that they know they've improved. And I don't let them write the word consistency because that's, that's rubbish, okay? You can have more reliability, you can have a bunch of uh, you can heighten your skills in various areas but to be consistent like people say oh, I just want to hit my driver down the middle all day well duh no kidding so does Tiger Woods right <laughs> that's right so <laughs> you know so this one gentleman was great you know he wrote down his best score ever was 90 okay and it was two months ago and he is in reasonably good shape he's about oh, I'd say late 60s and he's got a grip that if you likened it to a fork and knife, he would starve to death, right? Like he couldn't hardly hold the club. <laughs> he couldn't hardly, you know, so, and, and, he, and his best score ever was 90. So God bless him. He, and he, but yet he's physically capable. He's like, doesn't have any like, like bad limitations with a replacement joint or something like that. And so I'm talking to him and, he, and, it, uh, and I said to him, hey, I'd really like you to consider this grip change because of X, Y, Z. And he's like, ooh, I don't know if I can do that. You know, and then I'd say to him, you know, I'd really like you to, oh, that feels weird. Like after one or two, you know, one or two golf balls. And I, and I sit and I tease people. And I, now that I'm 50, Howard, I turned 50. Your little buddy from years ago is now 50. What? So yes. Little baby Marty Chuck. I know. Crazy, right? White pants. And I'll, and I'll, say, to, I'll say to him, I go, buddy, what is it you're really giving up? What is it you are really giving up to attempt to have some fun with me for the next three days? You can always do what you've always done, which frankly is golf that you know isn't very good. And you could probably play the opposite handed and shoot your scores. Because if your best score is 90, you know what that means? You typically shoot 100. 
right? And so if you play as regular as this fella, which means you could probably take the club, turn it all around upside down, and whack it down the fairway and shoot about the same score. True. So the, the upside would be, hey, let's let, let's put the eagle away. Let's go ahead and attempt to make a change. Now on the other side of things, you know, I've had a couple of students lately that were remarkable. Okay, that if I asked them to, to consider something, they would they would be oh okay, and then they would just they would struggle through it, and they would be okay with the struggle. And they would enjoy the struggle. And then all of a sudden, the other side of the struggle pop, would pop out this, hey, you know, I just hit one. Wow, that was great. That was like nothing I've ever done before. Hey, congratulations. That's it. The journey of improvement, right? Doesn't It's not just a – I wish it was pixie dust. I wish Amazon delivered a box. I opened up the box. Light came out of the box. Angels, little, little, little angels flew out, and out came this jar, and this illuminating dust was in it. And I could open up the top of the jar, and it would twist off the cap and peel it back. And uh, rays of sunshine would come up, <laughs> right. and I'd grab a little dusting with my fingertips and sprinkle it over their head. And all of a sudden, you know, speed and control and reliability was in that dust. But it's not the case. You earn it in this game. You have to develop feelings and awareness. And you have to make the, you know, it starts off really conscious. Oh, my hand goes here. This hand goes here. This feels there. This goes there. Okay. Here's the motion. Oh, and then once you get a few reps in, well, more than a few, it starts to jump the fence and become something a bit more subconscious. But you got to have the conscious moment for it to become trained in to become something that can be a natural, a thought, a thoughtless motion. It's really thought. It's thought, but it's super fast and subconscious. But Char- Mar- Martin, so, if I if I may just interject, because uh, I started did you off, just call me Chuck? I, did well, you just oh, Chuck here's me? why. Because my daughter's <laughs> name is because I, I think my daughter's name is Charlie. I call her Chucky all the time. So anyways, you can call Chucky, me whatever you want. And you have two first, and you have two Chuck, first sorry, names, Martin. Chuckle. I call and I I also refer to you as Chuckles sometimes. Of course, I'm good. I'm teasing. So you, I know because I'm only knowing you forever. Here's the thing. I just checked on Amazon, and you can get pixie dust delivered in. Uh, <laughs> One day they have several used. By the way, they also have some used pixie dust. That's Do they returned. That re- okay. return dust. Because um, I started off by asking you the mental, how it affects the physical, and both Tim and I were nodding when you were talking about people's adversity to change. And one oh, of the things boy. we talk a lot about on the show is in golf, as in life, one of the reasons people resist change, and this is the big one, is they don't think they'll recognize themselves anymore. If right. they're not, and even when somebody is overweight or they have a problem with uh, a substance or their golf grip is heinous, they would rather <laughs> they would rather stick with it because it's what they know and it's what's comfortable, even exactly. if it's never going to do them any good. Mm-hmm. So with Tim and the work that uh, he does as golf spiritual leader, when I'm counseling my people. The first thing I, I tell them is you better lean into the struggle because the struggle is the point. Yes, exactly right, and, and embrace it. How we, and the, like the one fellow, like now that I'm 50, like when I was 25, I couldn't talk to a 65-year-old and look him in the eye and go, buddy, listen, we did some preliminary testing of your golf game prior to really getting started. We haven't done anything to you in this first hour so far of the golf camp. The reason we do this testing, and I, and I don't say it to be mean, but it's because we established that, guess what? You suck. <laughs> okay? That's quite you're, a test. You're yeah. terrible. And, yeah. and it's not, and, and I, I don't mean it to be mean, nope. but here, here's this level of testing. And it's, if I put any one of my coaches through these tests, you're going to see really good scores out of, out of how to get out of a bunker, hitting an iron off a tight lie, hitting a driver on track, man. 
um, leg putting, just basic things that you will really want to get better at, you're not good at. We haven't touched you yet. Okay, so since you suck already, we're gonna we're gonna start working with you. So you suck less. And guess what? You're gonna score better on these tests immediately because what you did was nothing to be. And I I sound like I'm a mean dude, and I'm really not. But what you did was nothing to be proud of. But you're gonna get to a point if you lean into the struggle, as you say, which I love, and I'm stealing that. Thank you. You're gonna start to develop your skills and understand how to develop them. And oh, and by the way. We create a learning platform for you online where all this is chronologically stored via video and text and and you can come back to it, ask questions. We're, we got your back while you struggle. It's not just three days of, okay, see you later, thanks for your, your, you know, your fee and adios. No, we create a platform. We want you to submit video follow-up. We got you, you know, if you don't come back and see me forever again and you ask me a question next year, next month, whenever it is, I'm gonna get back to you and I may respond to you in a video to say, okay, hey, let's revisit this. This is what you did on day two. This was a big deal. Keep grinding, because the grind is fun. Yeah. I, in fact, I like the grind. So. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, if any, anyone that's ever gotten any good at this game, whether it's breaking 100 or 70, there's a point where you better, you know, you better embrace it, because that's really the, and I've always loved it. I, I've loved practicing. Some guys always say that to me. It's like, oh, man, I can't. I never practice. And I'm like, good for you. I love when people say this. <laughs> Stay I love, mediocre. Stay I love, mediocre. Yeah, I love when people say to me, oh, I've been playing for 30 years. And I've never taken a lesson. I'm I like, well, you didn't have to tell me that. We can tell. <laughs> you can tell. So, That's pretty apparent, yeah. So, Marty, what's interesting about this conversation is is that it's happening, you know, just after New Year's. And people have their New Year's resolution to do this mm-hmm. and this and this. And, of course, the overwhelming majority of people never realize their resolutions. And a lot of it is, I believe fervently, that they're just unwilling to take the risk. Sure. I agree. Because they're so tied into what they're doing, as Howard was saying very um, uh, well, was they're unwilling to step into the discomfort because it means real change. It means having to commit to a new way of being. And Mm -hmm. for most people, eh, they don't really want it enough, even if they wanted to lose 40 pounds or something. Or even if they take the uh, plunge and sign up for a Marty Chuck golf uh, camp, they d- it's it's happening. They, they have some vague sense of maybe if I did something different, but when it comes to doing something different. Because it means right. real change. It means changing your behaviors. A lot of times it means changing your self-beliefs. So how do you get in under that? Uh, how do you – that resistance – well, I mean, it, part of it is like when, especially if they, they've gone to the time to, like, it's not the people that come see me aren't just near, they don't live down the street. They've taken it, they've said, I'm going to go to Phoenix. Oh, they've booked a, a plane ticket. Yeah, yeah. They, they come down, right? It's, it, and so they've got the hotel, they, and then they come see me, right? And then they're in front of me, and they've watched enough online stuff to go, okay, this guy, you know, he knows enough and he seems nice enough, and he, you know, I want to go change. And they get in front of me. And then they don't want to change. And so I look them straight in the eye, right? And I tell them, listen, I got you for three days. This is an immersive event. And then I tell them the same spiel. You can do what you've always done. Or guess you could do something completely wild right now. Nobody cares if you miss. You know, and I said, I, I, and I, I go, the better the player, the less they care if they miss. The more open they are to developing something fun. 
So, you know, I start the school off pretty simply. There's a group of people sitting in a chair, and I say to somebody, I go, uh, okay, Howard, do you juggle? You go, no, good, come on up, Howard. And they're, all of a sudden they're like, oh, my God, now they're up in front of these their peers. And then I say, this is how you juggle. And, I, and I've been juggling for years, so I, my buddy's a fire-breathing comedic juggler, so I juggle three balls. And I say, okay, you take one ball, good, and they take one, they toss it in the other hand. Okay, congratulations, that's part one. Okay, now let's put one in each hand. Now, when one's going up in the air in a little McDonald's-style arch, throw one underneath that before it lands in your other hand and catch it. I'd say about, you know, maybe maybe two out of 20 people can do that the first time, you know, and then and everybody drops the ball, and that's fine. And then I say, okay, here, here's how we're going to do this. So they're giggling usually when they're dropping golf, the golf balls. They're kind of maybe nervous in front of people. Maybe they're not used to being in front of people, whatever. But I say, you didn't get all angry when you dropped that ball. You weren't massively disappointed. You realized you shouldn't be able to do it, and you couldn't do it. But it makes sense that in a few moments, maybe with a bit of coaching, you might be able to do it, right? Well, in golf, they you know they, they think they can do something, and they can. Anybody can hit a ball. I can stand on a range, and I can hold the club, and I can tomahawk it straight up and down and hit a ball and drive it into the ground. Now, can I reliably make it go forward with the right amount of distance and trajectory? Now, that's a massive amount of skill that deserves, you know, it's to be appreciated. It's something to be appreciated. Well, I can show you how to do that if you'll suffer the steps. And I call it suffer with me. Mm-hmm. Be prepared to suffer and not suffer like you're getting like punished by Mike Tyson. Just listen, you're going to miss. Do Welcome mean, it. Do you mean step through your fear and do it anyways? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Right. So once I look a guy in the eye and he's like, oh, my God, you mean I'm not going to have my 95 in my back pocket next time I play from the flower pots on my simple golf course? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not going to have your 95 from the flower pots on your simple golf course. Yeah. You might shoot 96. It might break your heart. Right. But then guess what? You might punish, You might push through 95 and shoot 85. I had this cool experience. as this about four years ago. This lady comes to the golf school. She's 81. My record's 89, by the way. Cool. Okay, the guy's name was Fred. You know how I know his name was Fred? He had a beige hat and a white hat, and on the front of it, embroidered as big as you can fit, <laughs> it said Fred. Okay? So Fred is 89. He was a beautiful student. He did amazing. Well, this lady, Noli, N-O-L-I-E, Noli, came to the golf school, and she was a former gym teacher. So she still, she prided herself in her physical fitness. And for 81, the gal was strong, okay? She was in great shape, and she was alert, and she was awesome. She came to a golf school by herself, okay? So this gal, you know, she didn't talk much. She didn't, it wasn't much to go back and forth as a coach and a student. That's always a weird one. But she was a thinker and a process. She didn't talk much, which was fine. So she sends me an email, like, God, it was four months later, five months later. She said to me, she goes, Martin, I got to be honest. When I left your school, I felt like I couldn't hit my ass with either hand. That's what she said. But I want to let you know, today I shot 79 in ladies club. I shot my age. And she goes, not only is that my best score ever, okay, it's, it's 10 better than her best score that she wrote down in her little sheet, what she got there four months ago. She goes, I have to be honest. I kind of worked it and it started to come together. And all of a sudden, what was strange became familiar, and my previous habits were no longer my previous habits, and I started to have, I was hitting it farther, and and it was just going way farther, and the the holes became shorter, and all of a sudden, boom, I shot my age, right? So, And I haven't heard from her since, so maybe she got to where she couldn't hit it again, who knows, but 
it was such a neat email to receive from her. So, Marty, that, what do you think? So, sorry. Where yeah, go was ahead. The, where was the moment of transformation? When did it kick over for her, and how? what happened there? I tell people it's like Newton. Like, I, would say, I always refer back. Like, I talk about George constantly at the golf school. There's a picture of him right inside the door, and there's a picture of Ann Kern, too. Ah, nice. And, yeah, so I appreciate those guys tremendously. Now, the the thing George would say he would say to me, he'd say to me, I don't expect you to get this today. He goes, but in two or three weeks, you're going to have a, like a moment of consciousness about what you, what's happening right now. And I'd be like, huh, okay, what's that mean? And then I, and then as I got a little older, right, because I met George first when I was like nine at Don Valley Golf uh, Golf Course. And then I got involved with him, you know, again, at uh, my dad brought me to the national once before I was a part of the junior program. And then I was a part of the junior program, right? And so as, as I would take lessons, I'd be open-minded. I'd go to a lesson, guys, not expecting to change anything at the lesson, okay, knowing that I was, I was attached to my familiar. So I would go into the lesson going, I'm not changing today. I'm only going to go with an open mind and listen. And this is, a, you know, one of Canada's greatest golfer and ball striker. And, but because I knew, I got to understand myself that I couldn't really take this stuff on for a couple, three weeks. Now, a couple, three weeks into it, maybe at a quiet corner of the back of the range of the National, early in the morning or late in the day, all of a sudden I'd be like, ah, oh, I get what he said. Okay, yeah. I get it. You know, and it wouldn't happen immediately. But to that point, my coaches, who are all very good players, like they're really good and they can all hit it. And, you know, we'd always, we always joked, we'd say, wouldn't it be great to go to a golf school as a high-level player? Not, we're not super high-level, but, you know, as a scratch handicapper better. And just go kind of grind away for three days with other caring coaches just to refine and, and enjoy hitting balls and the back and forth between a, you know, a watchful eye and a, and a student who's actually working on you know, developing a different feel and not afraid to make a change, not afraid to like mm-hmm. miss, miss 15 balls in a row. I'm not afraid. I, and, and I, in fact, to start my school, I enjoy topping a few in a row. I literally, you know, demo hit shots for people, and they think I'm Tiger Woods, right? Because I can hit it solid and kind of goes where I'm looking, and and you know, so but I'll stand there, and I'll flush one, and they'll be like, ooh, right? Because it's uh, you know, it's a seven iron that goes, you know, one sixty five, and they'll be like, wow, okay, and and then I'll and then I'll next one I'll top it, like, and you'll hear a gasp, like whoa, and then the next one I'll top it, and they'll be like, and then because the, I can top it on purpose if I want to. And, then, and, and I'll say to him, hey, listen, I just topped a couple on purpose. It blew your mind. You're like, oh, my God. And I'll do it like I'm like, I'll do it on purpose to freak them out, to think I'm missing, like I'm trying not to miss, right? And, it's, and I'll say it's okay. And then I'll ask them the question because I'll try to break a few myths. I'll say, okay, Sally or whatever some gal's name is or Bob or Howard or Tim, watch my head and tell me if my head comes up. And then I'll top one again, and naturally I won't be popping up when I top it. And they'll go, no, you, you didn't You didn't lift your head. And I'll say, but I thought every time I, somebody That's topped right. a ball, I, you had to lift your head. And then they'll look quizzically at me like, huh, right? So now I'm just trying to open up their awareness like, wow, you're right. You just topped a couple balls in a row, and you did not lift up on it. Well, that's like saying to somebody, the earth is round. You know, in 1490. Yeah. Right. Or or you know. 2020 or 2019, because, uh, you know, there's people, the Flat Earth Society. Yeah. You've heard of them? Yeah. I, they just sent out a text uh, last week. I saw it on Instagram. It said uh, they were talking about uh, we have met, we have uh, a global membership. 
Anyway, but let me just jump in, Martin, because I, I think we're getting the uh, the sense of, oh, well, there's a bunch of things there. Are you, did you just flush the toilet? <laughs> no, I let my dog out the back oh, door. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, I know we're casual <laughs> and everything, but let's, yeah. let's try and keep this shit together. Um, <laughs> no pun intended. Here's the thing. You know, yeah, you, you said a was. bunch of things. Moment of awareness, the aha moment. You know, I, I've been lucky enough to have instruction from uh, a lot of great, you know, teachers. Ben Kern being one of them. And, yeah. And one of the things that I caught on as well early on. You know, most recently I've been working with a pretty high-level teacher, Scott Cox, and yeah. it's funny when I go to the actual session. There's a lot of information being exchanged, but I don't really. I have all the real work happens away from that. It's when oh, I'm for sure. out there with the dog and I'm hitting pitch shots, and all of a sudden I go, oh, or I'm upstairs in one of the girls' bedrooms hammering, you know, seven irons into the wall. I go, oh, that's what we're that's that feeling the problem with lessons in golf and i think in a lot of other things is people go there with the idea that you know you're going to tell them something and in that moment life will change that's the pixie dust uh, right. analogy what they have to and i think it's about tempering expectations but there are so what we've established they're uncomfortable with change it, and actual change feels weird, and they have an expectation that if I pay Martin Chuck or Tim or somebody some money, then I'm going to have a, an instantaneous result. And the fact is, it's it's about those quiet moments where all of a sudden you go, you know, you know, Timmy had this uh, epiphany recently about you know looking at the ball in a certain way and and getting a, a, a feel for it. And you you know, those changes come. After the fact, almost, you know, the epiphanies right. we have. Yeah. Now, you know, I would say that that's the case in most people. Every once in a while, like if you, since it, like a golf school environment's immersive for three days, you, I will have, I will have students that can, can push past their ego fast enough to be amazing, like mind blowing. When I say amazing from like, you know, a, a newbie lady that maybe was maybe a 110 shooter that could uh, instantly, you know, not instant, not that moment, but maybe then a day and a half later to where her driver's going no longer steep and spinny to, you know, sort of flushed in, in tumbling out there. Right. Wow. So she's instantly 30 yards longer, which changes her world or the, or, and same with men, like if they're steep and spinny or they're, or they don't hit solid iron shots for a variety of reasons that, they can. I've seen guys make that change to where, like, wow, mm -hmm. okay, this is super fun now because I'm flushing my eight iron instead of it going randomly one ten to one thirty. It, it's now moving, you know, one forty five, like, or one forty. Uh, look at this, like every ball is sort of being hit solid and kind of going straight, and it's like, whoa! I, and so they do have these moments now. You know, Howard, I guess the moral of the story is you and I just aren't that smart. <laughs> and, <laughs> we're we're know, not. Yeah. And so and, and we have a bit of ego and a bit of ego is good. Right. And it's um, and sometimes and I tell people, I go, hey, this will permeate. It might not be right now. And that's why, like, I do I do these this video platform thing. That's like a chronological place to have an exchange It's just a coach to student exchange and i go that's why i want you to have this platform so you can con continue the journey with me i want you to give the, your your phone and open up the app and have the card kid record this from down the line and right. drop it in there so i a can check kid. up on you you know because i know some people like i was it wasn't immediate it was it was something that i had to have that quiet moment right away from it 
some people right in it can kind of get it, and that's that's more amazing to me than anything else. But as the, as the player, let's I, I, we only have about fifteen minutes left, so I want to talk a couple of quick things. Um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about. Um, People in the wintertime, you know, I yeah. mentioned that, you know, Marty's the uh, tour striker guy, which is a whole other story. We should have that. That should be a whole other show, how you develop that business. But, you know, I uh, we were corresponding. There's a couple things uh, before the end of the show. I'm going to read. Here's a little tease for you, uh, nerds. Before the end of the show, I'll tell you the weirdest thing that a golf instructor, Martin Chuck, ever told me to do. And it turned out to be a, a very interesting piece of advice but anyway what about training indoors obviously you've got uh, the smart ball justin rose uses it any good player mm -hmm. lots of good players do um yeah. i i have it now for the first time i was did you see that note i sent you about how instantaneous the 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 compression the the connection to the golf ball is with that you know what it, it's um it's funny that well i'm glad, I'm glad you like it though you know, that thing came out six years ago and just goes to show you once you get a stud using everybody else wants to kind of follow suit yeah right? can you describe what the smart ball is yeah so smart ball is kind of a a small inflatable beach ball it's six inches okay and it's on a lanyard and the lanyard obviously goes over your head and then oh, yeah, the lanyard yeah, yeah. the lanyard's adjustable and you it's up wear in the bedroom it, i'll show you <laughs> and you wear it below your elbows yeah, you wear below your elbow. So yeah. right. when you can when you can manage your arms, okay, you can manage your wrist. So if everybody, if the listeners just you know imagine you're gripping a golf club like we all do all the time, right? If you if you basically push your elbows apart and bring your hands close to your body, your wrist your wrist angles change immediately. Well, when you can manage your elbows and your distance, your elbows um, stay from one another. You have more reliable wrist conditions. So then now you predictability on you know your your um, the amount of uh, face rotation is, yeah, is face managed, all, all that stuff. Everything, you know, the dynamic loft, all those things are, are cleaned up quite a bit immediately. So, you know, Justin Rose picked one of those things up, started using it, and all of a sudden, you know, 10 guys, 10 major winners use it, 50 tour players use it. You know, we've sold, I don't know, 50,000 of them in the last probably four months because of him. It's all crazy. Right. Well, yeah, and, and I'll tell you what, it couldn't, you know, there's, it's cliche to say this, and I, I obviously there's affection here between us. Uh, it couldn't happen to a better guy. Honestly, well, like, I'm Thank so you. happy for your success. And, and the fact is, when, you know, I, I, I was joking around with you, I was like, I've never tried it. You sent it to me, and I, I use it all the time. And I can tell you, it, I use it for full swings, but chipping. If you're yeah. you nerds out there having some chipping issues, I'm going to tell you it cleans that up immediately. So the perfect winter thing to do. The perfect winter thing to do. It it is. I mean, it's a great it's a great chip. You know, and, and that's really how I developed it for more mid range wedge shots and pitching and chipping. And then here's a tour player uses it hitting full drivers, right? Well, most people don't have the mobility to do yeah, that. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't make a full. I can make a three quarter swing with a five iron. Right. Uh, but it's I don't have the. And I'm pretty flexible, but it, you, you, need a, a, you need a certain kind of person. Absolutely. The other and thing you do, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, don't feel bad because Rory McIlroy uses it and he doesn't make full swings with it either. Mm. He makes like his nine to three wedgie. Yeah, exactly. You know, knockdown shots. He uses it. So. And, and again, this isn't to endorse. I will. Well, it is to endorse and screw it. it I will say if you're, yes. it, it will show <laughs> you, it. It, it will tell you, I will tell you this in a very few swings, you'll see how your swing doesn't feel like that. And you know, like you know what the magic of it is? Because here's an interesting thing: everybody has been poisoned by head down, head down, head yeah. down. Oh my god! Now, 
you know, staying in a forward bend and rotating three-dimensionally, that's a great technique, but people have to understand how that works. In its own device, keeping your head down kills you, okay? Yes. So when you have your arms managed and, you're, and your goal is to keep this ball in place, subconsciously you move your body differently. You don't even know you're doing it. You push off the ground properly, you unwind properly. Neat things happen you don't even realize you're doing right so that's why how the ball works so is your body kind of figures it out is that what you're saying the body well you, here's the thing too tim when you if you're used to kind of going into impact and having mild you know lead lead elbow bend or or managing the radius by separating your elbows a little bit which some great players even do okay that means your body you're, you're changing your radius you know dynamically which is tough to do it takes a ton of reps to be reliable doing that and then anything can happen but when you use when when you're keeping your elbows sort of together now you're going to stuff the club in the ground a few times until you teach your body to push off the ground a little bit, unwind, create some room for this different radius that's because you have the ball in place. Would that be a right? moment of consciousness? Well, or unconsciousness. Like you, you call it, it could be conscious. Somebody could go, aha, right? Oh, I know, now I see what it's doing. Most people don't. Most people just hit it better, go, wow. They don't realize why they hit it better. Well, I sent you a note. We've known each other since 1990. I've been hitting balls with you for a long time, probably as much as I've hit balls with anybody in the early part sure. of our career together. But I sent you yeah. a note after. I took it out for about half an hour, and I sent you like a three-paragraph note of uh, of – a eureka because testimonial well here's the thing it's like and i'm a you know i'm a good player i can chip a ball off a tight lie but i was challenging myself i was giving myself the worst lies i could find in this field with this ball on my arms Mm. and i was just clipping it off the ground here again unconsciously because the motion of having to all i was because you have to slight because you have to have a slight pressure to keep the ball in place what it does is your your elbow's your wrists, all that stuff is happening almost unconsciously. And that's why I said if you're having trouble with your chipping to start with, it's a great way to to feel it without having to think about it. It gets you out of your head. Right. It gets you out of your right. head. Tim. Yes. God, I love this show. We're all for that. Okay, so in a couple minutes, we got to go, but I'm on the phone with Marty. His kid's at the hospital. We're just catching up. We're having this. I'm waiting for my kid. The sassy girl was out doing something. I'm daddy driving her around. And uh, Marty and I talked for quite a while, and I said to Marty, I'm working on this thing with Cowks. I'm trying to get better over the winter. I, I wanted to, I, you know, I wanted to talk about what I could do with my set of clubs. To We talked about making sure I knew my numbers. But you told me something to do. Do you remember what it was? Uh, yeah. Oh, so hit balls on Trackman, turn all the numbers off. And then no, have before a that. Oh, before that. <laughs> turn all the Forget off. all Trackman oh. stuff, but that was cool, oh, too. Close your eyes. Close you your eyes. Yeah, close your eyes. Yeah. <gasps> Why are you testing my memory like this? You're really You're a making me. You're a fifty-year-old man now. I know. Um, Marty says me? he said we're talking <laughs> about. We had talked about you know uh, avenues of improvement for me, and uh, one of them he said, "Listen, you should take the winter and hit some balls with your eyes closed because you." And you said to me, "You like you'll feel things in your body, which is the Tim mm-hmm. O'Connor method that you wouldn't normally feel because of." And, and little things like, you know, your head moves differently. And, and mm-hmm. the first few times I did outdoors, I was a little bit nervous because I'm like, where's this ball going, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, I can hit full. I'm talking fully released lob wedges off, off the ground with my eyes closed all day now. And it feels, I'll tell you what, it does something. It's like it takes away the hit. And it takes mm-hmm. away the expectation, and it takes a lot of stuff away. And all of a sudden, my I'll tell you the first thing I noticed, my balance got way better. 
Absolutely. Because I wasn't going for anything. I was just making this motion that I know how to make in my body. Well, do it with driver. I mean, you know, you smash it, hit your 275, 80-yard drivers doing it. Because that's really fun. You know, because you'll feel pressure on the ground differently. You'll feel all kinds of things. And then you'll self-organize based on not having sight, right? It's it's an awesome experience. And then when I look at a golf ball, I look at it like I'm blind anyway because I'm not looking at a golf ball. I'm look, looking more inside. I'm feeling what I'm up to. I'm feeling, you know, what you know. do I want this ball to draw, fade, whatever I want. It's not staring at a golf ball to look at it and hit it. I'm staring at a golf ball like it's a casual nothing down there that's going to get collected in emotion, right? So that's why closing your eyes is a big deal. And you 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 do that with an you can do that indoors all winter, right? Yeah. You make like Hank Handy says, a hundred swings a day is great exercise, right? But you got to do it. You can't just swing to swing. You got to swing, letting something getting in the way of the swing. Like a, even if it's a wiffle ball down there that you're walloping into a wall, you're not going to hurt, right? Don't just swing to swing. Let the swing collect something. Like there's got to be that click in there. There's got to be that, yep. you know, something in there that impact. And not to hit it, to collect it, right? That's my favorite expression. Well, um, you also but, used a, a term that we use a lot on the show. I use it when when you said to, at the beginning of your lesson, when somebody says, I want to be more consistent, I replaced the word with reliable a mm-hmm. while ago, and that really is the crux of it. All you're looking to be, especially to be a tournament player, is you want a little bit, an increase, a percentage increase in reliability especially as the pressure increases. Tim O'Connor? Yeah, I wanted to pursue this because I think uh, swing thoughts, people, you know when you have that little thing on your podcast player where you can rewind it? Hit mm-hmm. that thing about six times to go back because when you started to talk about look inside, very cool stuff, man, because I think what you're talking about, and so I'll give this to you and then you feed it back to me if I'm anywhere mm-hmm. near the mark. What you're doing by closing your eyes is you're detaching from this expectation of result. You know, that this is going to, this ball is going to do what I hope it's going to do. Expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what you're talking about is you're describing this look inside. Uh, I think it was a casual ball, casual nothing, getting mm-hmm. caught in the motion. It's basically being aware of your swing as you swing, like you're, mm-hmm. you're in the feeling of it as opposed to, I hope this fucking works. Well, <laughs> wow! I thought, if I, you know wow. what? If I had, a, if I had known, little bit, I Mr. Swear. O'Connor. Oh well, I, I swear all the time, but I sometimes I worry. That, I'd have been lighting this podcast up. I know. Fuck! <laughs> like I got altar boy over here. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say. I know. You know. I thought he was. I, I shouldn't say it, but I was going to swear. I just thought I'd hurt Tim's feelings. If no, I, did, I know so I didn't because swear. Tim's the. He's got. But he apparently is. He's blowing shit up now with his improv. And I got uncles who are priests dead now. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Um, but you know, I don't think my mom listens a lot. I'll tell you, Tim is right about this, though. Go back and listen to that little piece. Because Mar- here's the interesting thing about Martin. That's why I love having him on the show. Because he spends a lot of his time, obviously, analyzing the technical. I mean, he can talk that game all day. But what you just heard from one of the top 100 teachers in the world is, ultimately, you've got to learn to feel your body as mm-hmm. it's... as it's, as it, as it, Because I'll tell you what, having your eyes open or being... Ball bound is the you know people used to say you you it takes what what new golfers and even good players don't get is you're trying to send it somewhere. Uh, who are the uh, professors we had on Braithwaite and uh, you know they, it's it's all about the ball the the swing as an external focus but inwardly being aware of your body. 
The problem is sometimes it's the opposite. Most people are so internally focused on hitting the ball, they're not right. they're not sending it anywhere, and they're thinking their way through it. They right. think, okay, I gotta bend my elbow, turn my head, and they're not aware of their body, even though they're thinking those things that. Well, because you're disembodied. Exactly. When you're thinking. Well, fuck. There you go. <laughs> Uh, all right, Marty. Did we all just solve it right there, Martin? Marty? Did we just nail it? Yes. Uh, everyone, uh, I want everyone to uh, know that uh, Tour Striker, and again, if I, there's lots of gadgets out there. There's the original Tour Striker. It's a, uh, a ball-hitting thing, and then he's got the smart ball. And coming, I, I've been seeing some things on Instagram. The uh, It's called the Plane Mate. What is it called? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we just launched a new product yesterday called the Impact Strap. And it's a cool, I mean, it's really cool. I've been, this thing's been, uh, got a proto working for about 18 months now and finally got it to market yesterday. And it's it's really cool because people, the, the compensations you have when you don't kind of set your game up properly, it's like if you build a house, you know, the right equipment, right? Well, mm. when you build your swing, you don't have the right technique. You, there's compensations to hit every ball. And that's why people have to stare at it and hit it because if they didn't, they'd miss it. Mm. So this thing doesn't let you do one of the main compensations I always see, which is a steep player ulnar deviates really fast. And for those of you that, whatever that, what's ulnar deviate mean? Well, it's basically uncocking super fast, really late in a swing. And it's a, it's a something that if you can eliminate that and have a, a transfer of energy, you know, as if, if everybody held their lead arm out straight out in front of them with their thumb in the hitchhiker position, and just kind of rotated that thumb a little bit. Well, as we move our arm, that thumbnail that. of ours, yeah, good. That thumbnail is moving way faster. Well, when you're in your forward flex to a golf ball and then you do that kind of to and through a golf ball, you know, the, the poor players don't do that, right? And then the, and then the good players kind of, kind of weak, the expression's goat hump, right? They kind of stand up too much and have to thumb it down too much. That's my expression. Well, anyway, That's it. Well, I goat hump goat sometimes. Humper. Yeah, so... This thing, once you wear it, you can't do that because if you try to hit it, you'll miss it. But, Marty, are we so, talking about the same thing? Are you talking about the thing that no, goes on your I'm, wrist? No, I'm, I'm pimping at something else. You're talking about the wrist thing. Yeah, this new wrist thing's awesome. Okay. But anyway, the plane mate's a fun thing. Wait, wait, wait. So the, so the wrist thing is called what? The impact strap. Okay, I want that. Yeah. I want that. Have Mrs. Mama send it to me. Send it to Tim. Yeah. We'll yes. pimp the shit out of it. In Two fact, packages. I'll tell you what I'll do. Two packages. Here's what we're going to do for you, Martin Chuck. Uh, we're going to. Uh, and we're that's be, not all. That's not all. Listen to me, son. For the <laughs> yes. next, we're, we're recording. We're, we're doing Carl Morris after you. Then we're doing uh, Mike Hebron. Mike Hebron. Awesome. And you send us. You send us uh, the wristy thing. And the smart mm-hmm. ball. I want the smart ball. I guess send to Timmy a smart ball. We're gonna have. Yeah. You, we're gonna make Tour Striker and the new uh, clicky thing. <laughs> we're gonna make it. No, this isn't clicky. This is. There's no sound on okay, this new no one. Okay, no clicky. With that wristy thing. What's it called? Mm-hmm. Impact strap. Okay, impact. It's strap. a. Stra- it's a strap on. It's a You're, strap on. Okay, impacts. If uh, this is the deal, I'm gonna make with you. And the magic you send ball? us that. Ball, two impact straps, and I want the plane mate. I'm going to make you a sponsor of this show for the next couple of months. I'm going to say every time we do a show, it's going to be brought to you by uh, impact strap, plane mate, smart ball, tour striker. That's a great deal Only for you, son. Only if you say it like this. The tour striker impact strap, your favorite strap on. And you gotta got to say it, it like got, that. We got it. We got it. Hey, we listen, dude. Okay. I, I, don't you pretend that you don't wor- know what pegging is. Anyway, later... <laughs> <laughs> only only Martin would get that. Oh, hey, God. Marty, is that a good deal yes. or what? When is, the plane, when is the plane mate available? So the plane mate, here's a, can I, do you, do you have another minute or two? I got two, four minutes for you. 
What time Perfect. are we calling Clark? In two minutes. Oh, shit. Perfect. Okay. You got one minute. You got so 60 seconds, then we're going to wrap this thing up. I'm trying to give, you know, give a feel to somebody, right, with this, with this, their club. They're steep, 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 steep. And I take a rubber tubing and I tie it off on the balance point of the golf club a few inches from the club head. They're at their top of their swing. I'm standing behind them. I'm pulling back so that they can feel how a club shallows, right, because right. people get steep. Anyway, then I say, all right, and on your own now, we're going to put that behind your belt. And so they go up and they fight it, fight it, because everybody whips it inside, gets it, gets it, you know, and they come over the top. Anyway, so that that thing, um, Darren Clark started doing that. He watches me online. He's a, he's an online watcher of my stuff. Nice. He reaches Clark. out to me and says, hey, man, Open I've been jam. doing that. I love that feel. It's great. So I'm like, wow, okay, this really, you know, this really, it's impressed a major winner. Cool. Mm-hmm. So my buddy Woodsy, David Woods, PGA, he's an Instagram star. He's like, hey, why don't we... I've been doing that too. It's been helping my students. Why don't we create like a belt thing? Cause it kind of gets stuck and we'll put a glider on it. And so we kind of collabed on this deal and now it's, Collab. we've got, we've got prototypes and there's a ton of guys that have used it. I mean, Rosie, Jason day, a ton of guys that it's got tour approval. So then we said, all right, let's do the darn thing. So you'll see prototypes of the PGA show. Okay. And we've, and we'll have, uh, we'll have, I don't have one to send you right now. Well, I, I was going to say this. We'll see you on the range. Yeah, hold on a second. We'll see you on the range at uh, yeah. Orange County National. But I want you to do I, this. Yeah. Send yeah. us one. And what we'll do is we'll uh, feature it on the show. And I'll tell you what. We'll have you back in a, a month or so, a month or two, um, when it's readily available. But I, I, yeah. listen, give me. Some, we need the impact strap times two plus the ball plus the plane, and you're going to be tour striker. Uh, it's now going to be a sponsor of the show for the next little while in exchange. Dynamite. Okay, there you go. There you go. All right, listen, lovely Chucky PGA show man. You're a good boy. Uh, I can't believe you're 50, but here's the thing. <laughs> One year from this month, I'm going to be 60 years old, Martin. That's crazy. That's right. Yeah, that is uh, the, in your seventh decade, like me. It's crazy to think that. And you're okay that for is it. nuts. And and I'm here's the problem. I do this bit in my act about I, I'm I'm getting older, but I'm not getting any more mature, and that's the part. <laughs> I keep waiting to I keep waiting to grow up. I do. Don't uh, do it. Listen, man, you're the best, and uh, thanks very much. I'll just send it to the same place you sent it last time, and then we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk it up. All right. Right, brother, awesome. You're best the best. Guys. Thanks, Martin. I appreciate see, it. See you next week, Martin, Chuck. Martin Chuck, everybody. Competition in other places, but the horns they blow into that sound. The best. Thing.